Welcome to episode 100 of The Endless Stream. I'm Aiden, and as usual, we are joined by Brian and Kevin. Episode 100 of The Endless Stream. 100 episodes of nerd news, movies, video games, and crazy silly nonsense. Brian and Kevin are here with me this week. We are three artists, illustrators, filmmakers, all-round shit-talkers, and each week we take some of the endless stream of content brought to you through Netflix, Hulu, Disney+, Amazon, Spotify. Wherever you get your content, we take a chunk of it, we watch it, we talk about it. We made it to 100 episodes, everybody. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. 100 episodes! This week, we talk about Poker Face, we talk about The Ninth Gate, we talk about Hellboy, we talk about nerd news at all. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to the podcast, heading over to Spotify and iTunes, rating and reviewing, liking and subscribing. All of those good things really help us out. A hundred episodes! On top of that, you can head over to Instagram at The Endless Cast, where we put up artwork and clips to go with each and every episode. A hundred episodes! And wait, there's more. You can send us emails at theendlesscast at gmail.com. Instagram and Email are a great place to make suggestions for us to watch or disagree with our opinions or just basically engage with us. Tell us what you want to see. Tell us what you want to hear. Tell us how you feel about the things we're watching. Thank you so much for listening to 100 episodes. All of that being said, let's get into this episode. Sorry for the delay. That's my fault. I broke a glass. I was so excited about recording episode 100. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, One. Uh, uh, uh. You're always recording. Episode 100. Yeah, it's cold in here. Yeah, of course. Man, I'm always recording. Let that, that, that be known. Aiden, are you cold? You look You look like... Uh, you look like you're... You look like you're just for winter. Yeah, and I've got a little kind of heater fire here. You're, you're dressed like... You look like someone who just will, uh, begrudging is not turning on recording. So I put a scarf on. And I've got my like iPad, but I've got it on the little foam foamies I that it. I draw on, and they sit on my lap and it keep, helps retain heat. Um, and I was out last night at the closing show of the Seen and Heard Festival. Yeah, I'm. I'm yeah, I can tell. You look like dog shit. He's always doing these podcasts hungover now, isn't he? Yeah, I know. Yeah, like ridiculous. La- this year, he's Look-o. looking like Whitnail. Yeah, I'm Brian looks freezing like and hungover. Awful, awful business. Terrible. And the cats run around the place, so I'm like on like five hours sleep, which Brian considers extremely well rested. Brian is four hours forty two hours the week. For what? The night? The day? Are you? Are... <laughs> That's what I got last night. I've been awake nice. since seven. I got up at ten to eight and took That's the dog for a walk. I have four hours and forty-two yeah, minutes. I don't want to hear your fucking I, 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 moaning. Pathetic. Don't want to hear. Pathetic. So just like episode one hundred of the just, endless stream. Uh, the the pathetic. we were trying to find a way to make pathetic. it. Pathetic. You disgust me. Me and Kev were talking. Yeah, we've decided we're just going to. Right. You have a choice. We can. Insult uh, you one hundred times. Is it fifty a piece? Or we can insult you for a hundred minutes. It's up okay, to you. go for it. Uh, oh, this is just going to throughout the episode or over the coming days. Okay, oh no, we cool. will. Okay, okay. We'll, we'll pepper them throughout. Well, hold on. 
Yeah, true. We have episode, yeah. Uh, the end of stream yeah. clicker available uh, on our website. So Indeed. if anybody wants to go ahead and episode order that clicker now and then just listen back to this episode, you can join you can in on the phone and count how many times me and Brian insult Aiden on this. That just reminded me of the was it Lynx commercial? Ben Affleck did where he had a clicker. Yeah, yeah, it was one of them. Was what ben was Affleck? that for again? What was that? What was that clicker? What was the purpose of the clicker? How many people? Is... Women were looking at him because he had a nice smell okay, from fair. deodorants. I do not remember that ad. Oh yeah, dude, you could you could you could get the clicker. The clicker was a thing that people had. Yeah, yeah. I think if you used like, it, I was going to say like if you bought twelve cans of Lynx, you got the clicker. But like. It was just one of those little, like, people in, people out clicky things. And it was just like, every time you get a look from a lady, click, click. Fair. That's, that is lame. That might be the lamest thing I've ever heard. Me and Bob were walking around Stephen's Green yesterday. As we were walking along Stephen's Green uh, in the park, um, I noticed this, like, Spanish lady looking at me. And, like, I looked at her and she looked back and Bob kind of looked at me and... I then rolled my ankle in a fucking Klutz. pothole, nearly fell the fuck over, just heard a burst out laughing and a lot of Spanish happened behind me, and we laughed our fucking hole off, and Bob was like, did you see her looking at you? And I was like, I thought she was. And then, like, well, she laughed, Hilarious. so fucking she was. <laughs> and uh, it was, like, I nearly broke my fucking ankle, but I managed to, like, style it out. You didn't. And not style fall, it out, I mean, yeah. not you fall didn't. and die. No. I just You've managed to walk the fuck else. away. <laughs> How many results of that? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was beautiful. It was it was a stunning moment of like, you know what, making her laugh, making her laugh is probably the best thing you could have done yeah, in that fair. situation. Anyway, so. yeah. There you go, Eddie. You made someone laugh I for once. I don't notice that shit. I'm, and then I'm like, no, I'm just in my own head on this. And then it turns out, not only did I notice it, Bob noticed it, and then I made a clown of myself. I blame Stephen's Greens. Ill, well, yes, ill-maintained the, the, pathways. The, 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 the pathways is actually I blame you your up. big Bigfoot frame <laughs> <laughs> I bumped into Aiden the other day you're looking very dapper thank you yes looking very well I look like a disheveled piece of shit you're supposed to be insulting me. Um, you're supposed to be insulting me. I actually so, heard. I actually heard a very twisted. funny. I was listening to the last podcast on the left, and they were talking about. I don't know. It was Dave Miskovic or Ron Hubbard or something. Uh, I think it was Dave Miskovic because he's meant to be very short. And there is somebody said, mm. basically, like he needs to go up on his wife. Brian's not impressed. Uh, these these the, the guy one of the guys in there. Uh, he's he's uh, he's short and identifies uh, at least physically. As uh, Adron mm-hmm. Hubbard, um, I feel like I've heard, I've that, heard before. that before. That's like a yeah. street joke, you know. It's not really used it because all my friends are taller than me. Eddie Murphy or something, but it was funny. Oh. Um, like my big news is that I handed in notice at work, so like I've got four weeks left Ooh. of that job, and then I'm going to go to uh, Chicago. I don't know if I've actually ever said that on this podcast. I don't think you have, because I was always like afraid work would listen. Um, not that work would listen, but just I'm a paranoid individual. <laughs> oh. So that's my that's my uh, episode 100 announcement is I have quit my job and I am going to move to Chicago for three that's and a half That's a polite months. smattering of Chris. applause over here. Just hey, Chris. Uh, and uh, we're just going to have a fucking have a, have a little ball and then come back. And in theory, we're going to do the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Um, at the very least, we're going to it. Uh, as the bag of cats 
And then in September, I will see if I have any money left and any way to become employed. Exciting times for you, my friend. Uh, Very exciting. Uh, chaos reigns. Chaos reigns. Um, but yeah, I got the flights booked and I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be crack. It's going to be crack. Uh, Brian, have you got any episode 100 announcements? I've a doctor's appointment next weekend. Fascinating. With a doctor oscopy, I think. Oh. Coleman. Coleman oscopy. Hang on. Let me check that out. Colon. Colon oscopy. Yes. Dr. Colon oscopy. I, yeah. I don't know if that's his name. That might be the procedure. Oh. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> uh, um, I should have read this. <laughs> um, I did not read this properly. All good. <laughs> I don't know if it's all good. I, I guess. What, I guess that's what this is all about. You'd be all oh right, buddy. Um, they have. What's what spurred this on? Pain. Uh, pain. It's not major pain, but what's what what's what's your prediction? Pain. It's not major pain, but I guess it's just I'm at that age now. Is that going? That's <laughs> safe. That's safe going down your pain. mouth, right? No, that's up your butt. <laughs> yep. Um, I think my dad said one. I had one. He wasn't keen about it, and he said, uh, "Rougher coming out." Awesome. Let's ask him. I'll get him on the show. <laughs> Do yeah. God knows that would be a lot of or that episode would have a lot of energy do, for Aiden if anybody do, knows my dad. We could do the episode live oh, from the procedure next week. Oh yeah, okay, wow, that'd be great. And nice. what uh, what uh, what what day is this weekend procedure on for you, buddy? Uh, it's on Monday, oh, Monday. the sixth. Yeah, cool. But I will probably be out of action on the fifth. Fair. We'll see. Oh, that's interesting. Um, what? Uh, that's a week away. Okay, good. Good to know. Good to know. God, my face. I hate it. <laughs> that's only because you're hungover and blow junk face. Yeah. Yeah. Dehydrated. That happens. I hate that look. You're looking very ghoulish. Oh, I did watch uh, a documentary. Actually, I'm only joking. You don't. Um, <laughs> hey, Brian. Yeah. I know what I am. And you know. Under insults, can't take them back. Oh no, no, you, you get to double up for everyone you take back. Oh okay. It's, yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, it's a hundred. If I if I cancel one out, I I I got another one. So fair. Oh okay. Yeah. So that's cool. Eating your piece of shit. I'm only yeah. joking. <laughs> that's great, Brian. Um, good, right? Yep. And I'm only joking, Brian. Uh, or only joking, Aiden. Professional as always. You drunken fuck. Um, I did. Uh, I did. Uh, Aiden, don't look aghast at that. I'm aghast. That's just his hangover face. That's his hangover face. Yeah, he's finding it hard yeah, to process is. his emotions because he's so drunk. Um, I did watch... <laughs> and he's emotionally stunted. <laughs> he's getting angry. Um, I'll stop now because I'm afraid of Aiden. But... Um, <laughs> that even upsets him. I want to joke, I'm not afraid of Aiden. Uh, <laughs> he's making faces. This is useless for the, for the listeners. Uh, no, I did watch a documentary about the Murdochs. Have you heard about this documentary? I just watched it last okay. night. Okay, I now know how to pronounce that. Yes. 
I've been saying murder murders. Murder murders. Murder murder murders. Murder murders. Did any of you watch it? I watched it last night. Uh, what did no. you think, Brian? Tell me. Tell me. Brian, you, you give a bit of history on it because you're more articulate than I, and I can't pronounce things. I listen back to this podcast sometimes, lads. Is that what I sound like in real life? I think I'm just. I think I'm just <laughs> flustered when I come on this podcast, and in reality, I it's speak bit, clearer. Don't bit say tongue-tied. tongue-tied no, but that's yeah, not true. Bit tongue-tied. Go on, go on, get it out. Is. Go on, get out of here. Go on. <laughs> we should get an, an amazing guest for the fifth. Who will we get? Is Steven Spielberg available? Sorry, tell us about the murder murders. Kev's going to tell you about it. He he, he brought it up. Okay, tell, tell us about the murder uh, murders. The, 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 it's a three-episode mini documentary, I think, Brian, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, three episodes, yeah. It centers around a very uh, influential, affluent, uh, I think I would imagine old money kind of family uh, in America. It's I can't remember what state it is. I want to say... Oh. It's in South Carolina. South Carolina. And um shout out to our South Carolina listeners. Shout out to our South Carolina listeners and anybody in a state of America. But um but uh so basically the 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 first episode centers around Paul I think it's, it's his name Paul. He's the youngest in the family. Uh uh, of the Murdochs. And there's uh, an older brother Buster and then his, their parents and stuff and then obviously their wider network of family and friends and stuff. But uh Paul is uh, a young enough kid who has a serious serious drink problem like very very apparent from day dot it would seem that alcohol in this guy didn't mix so much so that he had an alias when he was drunk you know but he was just an abusive angry oh, wow. little piece of shit you know that just didn't like being told what to do or listen to anybody but uh um he uh it basically sends around him and his antics in the first episode and alludes to kind of an accident essentially that happened you know and then you then you find out mm. like that like you know it was kind of it was an accident it was ca- reckless and careless but uh, he's able to just ring his granddad and get just everything disappear you know uh, and then like then kind of as it dig deeper into this family you find out that there was you know another gentleman who was killed in a hit and run that that kind of the whole town kind of gossip is that it was the Murdochs and then the Murdochs uh, made our house cleaner. Uh, died on their property and that was awful sad because like they they she was like their male and kind of family friend for 20 odd years but they were just like they were at, like the emergency people were just like asking her name and she's like what what are you talking about she just works for me and it's just like wow these people are horrible you know uh and mm. then but I don't, I don't want to give away too much brian should i stop it there well no the paul and his mother are murdered yes Paul, the young lad who killed his uh, his friend's girlfriend on a speedboat and got all washed away, and his mother are murdered on the plot or on their land, uh, and the father and the brother are away at the time, and then it's like who killed the Murdochs, and the trial is taking place at the moment. Yeah, uh, I think the BBC online was streaming stuff from the, the court a couple of days ago. Yes, I saw because I saw some stuff right. that was, wasn't featured in the documentary. But um, do, is there going to be more episodes of this, Brian? Do you think, or um, there probably will? But I think they initially just planned this three, and you know they'll probably follow up with an episode or two when there's more developments. But I don't think there's any planned for release any. in the immediate future because it's kind of interesting. I, 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 there will be, I'd imagine. Because yeah, because yeah, it's kind of interesting how like the documentary about an ongoing case that kind of so it ends. It ends very. Just abruptly, with no conclusion or no kind of uh, 
foresight into what potential you know what i mean like kind of there's it's, there's mm-hmm. there's an odd like kind of end to the documentary but uh interesting for sure uh awful awful people it's odd that it's sort of coming out at the same time as the trial is happening right isn't that kind of oddly sort of prejudicially kind of i, I guess think the jury it's just looking at the documentary reporting really though you know it's just it's okay. just kind of presenting like here's an incident that happened a couple of years ago with Paul mm. before his murder involving you know his friends and a, a girl who turns up dead and then in the covering of that a story comes to light about their involvement in uh, what looked like a hit and run at first like yeah. and then right. a couple of years later the nanny housekeeper winding up dead all leading to an investigation with the the kind of the the father basically so mm-hmm. and i think that's why it ends where it does because yeah. it's just reporting the facts so far you know yeah much as the much as the news is allowed to you know and as this um I mean, I guess I am seeing some social media for this. I was going to say, has this documentary captured people's imaginations in the way that, like, I don't know, the jinx or the staircase or... I think it only came out this like, so just, many... just a couple of days ago. Not even... I don't even know right. if it was the start of the week. So, yeah, I've seen people talk about it a little, but it's kind of too... Soon. I mean, you know, the jinx came out over the course of six weeks, whereas this came out, you know, all yeah. at once. So, mm-hmm. um, I'd imagine it'll pick up maybe more in the next couple of days. As people sort of discover yep. it. Um, that's cool. Yeah, pretty pretty crazy stuff. Uh, I think that's, I think kind of aside from, I continued watching Barry and a few other bits and pieces, I think that's kind of mostly the, the, the newest thing I, I watched, to be honest. Um, but yeah, it's good, good, but just, just sad. You know? Uh, for the Very for, sad. for the victims and the families and stuff involved, it's awful. Yeah, there's there's so much footage from the scene where the kids kind of come out of the river mm. where the boat crashed into the bridge, and you know, like one of the guys is screaming for his girlfriend because she hasn't shown up yet, and he's blaming, you know, rightly Ooh. so, he's blaming the guy who was who was driving because they were all begging the guy not to drive the boat because he was drunk, you know. Um, yeah. So there's footage from the scene, right? You know, right moments after. Yeah. Awful. This has awful. Like, and then like, and like, I just, oh, it's just like, it's just, it's it, like, I think we all knew kind of people in a, uh, you know, similar to these type of people in our lives or growing up. We've all met people who just like, you know, like don't take, uh, don't accept any responsibility for anything, and it's always someone else's fault, and you know, family get behind him or whatever, like you know, because uh, even like this, like the kind of he instantly blames one of his friends who is like horrifically injured yeah, in he's, the he's, crash. He's straight away, like he, he's oh, on the phone oh. to his granddad, and he's saying that this other guy Connor was driving the boat, and that it wasn't him. Like. And I, that's immediately where his his head goes to. You know? And I even like, said, I, I didn't do this. Yeah, Some, yeah somebody else lying. did this. I even said to Emer, like, kind of, that's all like 
those type of families or those people need it's just like they don't need a truth they don't need to know what happened they just need to know instantly who are we who, who are we pinning this on yep. like what corner are we just yep. gonna fucking buckle down on and and and, and, and like they, they they tried to intimidate the the kids in the hospital as well like to, you know saying this is what happened this is the version of it yeah and like even Alex they're basically trying to feed a lie oh like it was straight away intimidating the people who were like in an accident and whose whose friend you know hasn't hasn't been found yet um, you know, all in shock, and they're like, "This is what happened. Get your stories straight." But you know, yeah, um, good, good for them that they line. they didn't. But like, they were living in fear because there there were stories about the family that they they made people they made people or things go away. You know, yeah, and like oh kind God. of uh, Paul, like kind of his girlfriend uh, at the time, like up until that point. Uh, whatever but then after that after the accident she kind of started to distance herself from her and the whole family and broke up but they sounded like they sounded like awful terrible people like there's no there's like they're like the way they talked about things are true it's, it's it's the kind of thing that you know it's the type of family or, or event that you get in you know a Jack Reacher book or a true detective season yeah, or, yeah. you know it's 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 stuff that you assume yeah. is kind of exaggerated but is not not a, yeah like yeah. not kind of, not yeah. a lick of it is is exaggerated yeah. there, there's fucking there's families that are around for generations that are local yeah. aristocracy so deeply deeply connected in to everything you know? yeah it's almost it's almost like uh, rural royalty in a sense in a lot of those, in yeah. those, a lot of those kind of situations you know it's always like big affluent families it, it really is though like especially with all those like kind of like debutant balls mm. and things like that you know that stuff is the, dude the for traditions sure. around that stuff yeah. is fucked and it's ongoing yeah exactly and it's tied to tied to you know tied to some shady shady stuff yeah yeah uh uh but yeah kind of like is it is it sad that paul and his mother were murdered uh like yes ugh I think I think they I think they got probably essential because like the way after watching the documentary it's just like paul killed that girl in the boat Buster killed the guy in the hit and run. The mother killed the housekeeper. Uh, housekeeper is that I said I, I said the term Lucy. Her name was Gloria, I believe. Uh, but uh, yeah, there was Mallory, Stephen, and Gloria were victims. We, we've left out a detail as well uh, in that the someone had taken out like a commercial insurance policy on like the estate, the family estate. So when this woman oh, dies right. there. There's an insurance settlement to the amount of like four point five million. That right, because she's an asset on the property. Yeah, yeah. that's fucking mental. Yeah. I, that that shit's so weird. Yeah. It's fucked. Like the, 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 I think I said that to you before. Like in my in my job, there was some life insurance thing we had to do to get the pension. I can't. Like I'm, I've got the specifics wrong, but it was like, yeah, I, I was an asset to the business or something. So if I died suddenly, there was like a payout to Greg. Mental, mental. That, that's that's fucked like that is so fucked yeah and her her family I, I didn't see a penny of, of, of this thing. stuff it was it all went to the the father basically you know so he had motive as well to well, i mean kill at least three people <laughs> yeah terrible <laughs> yeah yeah and, it, and you know like people people kind of they kind of speculate without saying too much but like Paul's drinking is clearly rooted in something. 
oh they you know, do. he probably he probably he probably oh. knows about some other stuff that is eating away at his soul you know or yeah i kind of i got that impression as well or i kind of figured that uh in that hit and run incident there was rumors that paul might have been there and i think those guys did some pretty horrible things that night that's what i'm saying but even even before that like like the way people are talking you know his behavior has kind of been like that for mm. a while you know yeah he's so. he, he saw some shit mm. you know yeah but uh but i don't think like, essentially it's like I, I, you know obviously not good to see that stuff at whatever age but like at the same time though um he was type of i think he leaned into it as opposed to you know oh yeah 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 not not a good person no lean into your monstrosity yeah um, good grief so yeah that's a, that's an interesting documentary it's also hilarious that one of them you know his nickname is Buster <laughs> it's like is this is this really a, a generational family wealth thing <laughs> like that somebody's nickname has got to be Buster uh, I, I call uh, my Buster said he wasn't driving the boat <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, yeah oh yeah actually yeah yeah. I wasn't driving the boat. But the, uh, yeah, the, Ron Howard voice accompanies everything. For sure. Um, speaking of awful people, uh, I've watched Ant-Man. And uh, okay. yeah, awful people disliked it. I went with four people. Uh, uh, sorry, I went with two other people that night. Four of us went. And uh, I think I was the only person who liked it. Uh, Emer and really? Alice admittedly would be kind of like less uh, or we were more indifferent to it than say myself and Bruno because uh, both Bruno and I right. would be fans of comics and TV shows you know what I mean like kind of like we have uh, it's, it, we, 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 you yeah. know we're into it uh, but Bruno didn't like it at all uh, Alice, Alice who, uh-huh. beforehand we were, Alice was like it's going to be like the last Doctor Strange because I didn't like it and I didn't understand it and I was just like mm, probably not and then it's like <laughs> two minutes into it it's like this is, this is very similar <laughs> yeah yeah i think there's a thing like i was watching i was watching some of loki again as well where it's like i know they have to do it to a degree but something about the like massive expansive landscape shots that are entirely artificially generated like i know this is it's just i i've done compositing work and nuke and stuff as well and it's like i see I see the plane that the real person exists on. I see the artificial stuff. And then I go, this feels small because I know that person has six feet either mm-hmm. side. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the the expansiveness is making it feel small to me. I'd rather they were just... I, I think I kind of... Something I've kind of noticed a few times, but I haven't really thought about it long enough to, to figure out what it is mm-hmm. or kind of articulate it. But I think think it's the difference between you know a director like Villeneuve or Fincher versus a, a you know a director who's either maybe competent or whose strength is in something like comedy or drama or something else but I've seen shots from this film after seeing the film you know like just just a gif here yeah. and there and, I, and you know I found myself kind of going oh what's like what's that from like that looks really cool really cool but what I'm getting at is I think a lot of directors don't really they don't seem their their minds or their practice doesn't seem as concerned with staging something and setting something up so that it feels important or feels 
large or dramatic. They just kind of show it and they think, you know, yeah. they, they don't bring like an appropriate sense of either weight or all to a thing, you know? And maybe maybe it's as simple as like they need to hold a bit longer on something. Because like if, if I think mm-hmm. about Blade Runner 2049 or Dune, it shows us something and it, it may be, or even Sicario, you know, we see something and we slowly kind of drift over it but we're, we're, we're staying with it, yeah. with it for a while um so much of this kind of felt like a missed opportunity you know yeah 100 um, percent. yeah because like yeah like i said that there's a shot in particular of kang against the city and it like it's only i think it was a gif i don't know where i saw it it's only maybe two seconds long scrolling past and and i was like oh shit what's that that looks fucking cool and i was like oh i've seen that you know, and it, it doesn't look anywhere near as cool in the film because it's just sort of shown to us and the film moves on. It mm-hmm. doesn't kind of it's like it's like if you were to show, you know, Batman with his cape blowing, watching over Gotham. You wouldn't show that for just like a second. You'd you'd hold on it. Yes, you'd, yeah. you'd, you'd establish it. You'd you'd kind of let it linger. Yeah. You know, to give it to give it the appropriate kind of weight or whatever. Um I'm finding that though with a lot of Marvel stuff in particular, like whether it's Wakanda Forever, like neither Wakanda or Telecon feel like places. It's like you said, Ian, yeah. you know that there's only so much actual physical space to the left or right yeah. of the person in the frame, and that. And I, I this isn't like an anti CGI rant. It's just that it's a no. lot of directors don't seem. It, it's kind of what the difference with you know Cameron or Jackson. They they do understand, and and why what why that is I don't know. Like I mean, we know Cameron comes from a well, like, Cameron and Fincher was Fincher, Fincher was Fincher a matte artist, wasn't he? I don't or, can't remember. But anyway, did like I, I know for, uh, Cameron was or was it Cameron was a matte artist? I can't remember. One of them was. Anyway, both of them come from like. VFX, VFX, or just just kind of, or or just even a more artistic background, you know, as as opposed to just pointing a camera and kind of understanding. Like there's, you know, there's so much like between editing and storyboarding and stuff, but they seem to have a a stronger sense of composition and 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 art as opposed to just being technically proficient, you know. Well, that like that that um. Modoc is the is such an example of like somebody loves the fact that we're able to render skin but doesn't decide whether or not it looks well as a design. why didn't they stretch his face? I just like, don't well. get like, that thing. Because Modoc and everything so strange. look great. As in like the whole the whole model, the whole thing looked yeah. great. It, it was uh, great, yeah. Why? It looks like short animated CG films I saw ten years ago from why, Eastern yeah, why Europe. did they just why did they stretch his face Cry. over the wrong shit? It's weird. Yeah. Like it's like, so bizarre. Yeah, it's very strange that someone kind of that that went through a process where people kind of passed it off and was just like, yeah, "That's fine." Is it like is it because they were like trying to replicate you know how he seems flattened in the comics? But even then, it just it, it looks wrong. It it, it, it would it would have looked good. better and kind of been more accurate if if it was just you know Corey Stahl's head. I was because for the most part, I thought it worked. It you know, like <laughs> I do like that we've gotten to the point I, I, where Modok is is in something and, and like even a an audience who's only knows this stuff from watching 
other MCU films, you know, nobody blinks. They're like, okay, yeah, there's <laughs> this strange fucking weird creature guy thing head with tiny legs. Yeah, yeah that's okay. Um, could not have introduced no, that. Like the, the, with with the mask on, with the weapons flying around, great. Yeah. The content, like being kind of insane and having a weird memory fucking issue, I liked all yep. of that. It's just it looked like dog shit. Like I was looking at it at the, at the end credits, trying to see if it like identified like Modoc done by this studio because I wanted to go. Is that the? Are those the people that designed the first Sonic the Hedgehog? Because this is fucking. Somebody needs to be held to a account. decision. Did they? Did. Who's the guy working at Blur? I w- one of my first jobs in in animation, or beside animation, I guess. Fucking these e-learning things. Um, they they hired a guy and they were paying him as a an art director, like his salary. He, like he was from. I'll just say he had a good pedigree, and the awkward fucking call that happened like six weeks in with the client and this new art director where they were like I just don't understand what's happened to this project in the last six weeks the the whole look and feel of it's just gone wrong it's like we were 100% on board and ready to go and now this just doesn't work what the hell happened and the new art director who'd made all these changes just sitting there going you know like (laughs) it's it's me somebody who's like there's somebody who's like Sonic the Hedgehog looks great. Modoc. Yeah. Somebody is out there making these calls and he knows somebody enough to have a job mm. and keep getting work. But the taste isn't there, you know what I mean? Like mm. and that's that's such a stupid I saw like a, a real like I don't know where I got it from but it was like one of these real like affirmations on creativity kind of like diatribes it was like a little like the career of the artist like a passage of text talking about the like uh, your inability to do what you want to do in a drawing or in an art or whatever you know whatever you you want to create you try and create it's not what you wanted to do but because you take in and observe and criticize you, you develop taste and even though you cannot cannot necessarily put out into the world what you're trying to put out in the world you you develop you have your taste you are moving towards something that you know is that you have validated against what you like and what you don't like and whatever like you you hone in on something that's decent or good um and of course a lot of that is subjective i allow room for that but like the best stuff to me cinematically is made by people that have like the technical know-how and then this taste you know like the the Justice League the Zack Snyder world of stuff the CG that's over rendered and over detailed and over whatever these are people with technical know-how and I always lump them into this category of like just like yeah it's a technically proficient and no doubt took a long time to render but it's like I taste. even follow some of those artists and their other work mm. is great you know, it's just, it's, sure. it's, it's, are they, are they going down the wrong path too long? Mm. You know, mm-hmm. um, not even the wrong path. No, because, but I know you know, you're saying. Like, like I said, are artists just kind of explore ideas and is it, you know, do they get into like one aspect of a design and get lost in that? Or is it, or, or, I mean, or is like it that a somebody. The example is Zemeckis with his motion yeah. capture. Or, or is it that somebody is, is pushing them in the wrong direction, you know? Like, especially with the Transformers yeah. stuff that they did. Like, just. 
Do you ever think people get sick of Kevin Feige and be like, here, you're the problem. Get out of here. This is my United. At a certain point, the worm That's turns saying, on yeah. us all. Isn't that it? I'm not. Um, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I, I hope. I hope not. I hope he course corrects. But the thing, the thing isn't. You know, we've seen Feige uh, steer this thing well. I don't have. The thing is, I don't have kind of high hopes to... for anything coming out that's been made under this kind of current. Um. I don't know what you'd call it, plan. schedule or, or plan or whatever, yeah. know, because it's it's rushed. It's it's rushed, basically. I mean, I, I heard stuff yeah. about Quantumania, you know, last year, months ago, that it was maybe a much more MODOK-centric film, and that Kang kind of only shows up in a smaller part um, that he's... It basically, he had a smaller role in it, essentially. Is what I heard first. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard the whole resistance thing was a much larger plot than it was. Like that—that that yeah, was just I forgot about that. Who cares? Just, just yeah. so, the, uh, for me, the film is is a wasted opportunity. You know, um, I it, anytime I watch something like this as well, you know, when I've heard beforehand that it's you know bad or not great, I always try pinpoint when I'm watching it. Not even consciously or deliberately but i always try kind of pinpoint at which point is it turning for me you know because i'm sitting there watching everyone mm. this is fine this is also fine this i have no problem with this this is fine this is fine mm. what point does it does it lose me and i think for this it was when that kind of middle action set piece kicks off so while they are meeting bill murray and modok shows up and it's cross-cutting between the two parts it just doesn't work there. Um, it's strange yeah. because, like, it, it was. There's a really weird cut when his daughter tells him to like drink the use, and then it cuts to Janet and Hank, and it's just like it's it's just bizarre. And then when it goes back to it, it's right at the moment before he drinks this, and it's just it's very strange editing. And then when the action kicks off, the action is so weak. It's just it kind of lost me when Modok shows up. And we see that POV yeah. as he's firing and we're flying at the building. And then it cuts to the other side of the building and he comes through it. And it it didn't work. I, they were trying to get this sense of like impact and speed in it. And again, I go back to right at the start when Michelle Pfeiffer is like finds the, the capsule and there's two of these things in front of her. And then we just get a shot of a third one jumping from the left. And her going, huh, and jumping in front. And, like, her jumping out of the way does not match the blocking for where she was standing. The third one comes out of nowhere, so we don't have an establishing, like, creep up on It's really poor shot construction. I did sit down this morning going, I'm going to be really positive. I want to bring nothing but good vibes out <laughs> in the world. Why am I shitting on stuff all day in the podcast? But, like, I was sitting here going, why are these janky fucking edits in this film? That's, that, that, like that's, that's not even shitting on it. That's just saying, like, I'm sitting down watching this, enjoying it to a point, and then here's where yeah. it lost me. Here's what I've kind of... That's 90 seconds in. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was like, why is that that... Like, Peyton Reed's directed all yes. these Ant-Man movies, yep. right? What else has he done? Bring it on. Okay. I think it was bring it on. I was, I was going to say, this guy's made films, right? Like, this is... Pretty sure it was bring it on. 
It is actually Bring It On in the year 2000. I mean, it's a classic. It is. Yeah. Yes, man, the breakup. There'd be not a lot of action in here. No. Okay. But the first two Ant-Man, or the first Ant-Man movie was awesome. I know it had a bit of an Edgar Wright kind of stuff. But what I was going to say is, just what am I, I like this movie, okay? I did like this movie. Yes. I had fun. I had fun. I, I didn't I, I didn't hate fun. it. It was just I think I said it maybe last week that I would tell kind of non Marvel yes. fans to not bother. Fair. And then Marvel fans, you know, just kind of expect you know, it's fine. Fair. It's better than better than a lot of stuff. I, I actually I really but, enjoyed it, right? I actually came out of it pretty happy. Um but I also kind of think right. like I've kind of just been able to for the longest time just really been able to just turn off my brain and just be like you know kind of like this is a popcorn movie it's a comic book movie it's fun and it's silly and it's like good to see Kang and stuff like I'm not I'm not I don't know it's like and maybe it's it's, it's more indicative of the quality of the, these things kind of like being so like up and down and, and certainly down you know but uh, I, I'm just not like kind of I'm not going there thinking I'm going to be blown away by an epic film it's amazing when it happens with the Avengers and all that kind of stuff beforehand but uh, but that was that was you know a gift you know but uh, with these things like kind of it's just if it's if it's fun and I like to eat popcorn and I'm having a good time to sit in my friends that's that's fine I enjoy that you know but uh, uh, like kind of I like this movie. I actually came, I did like it, but I came away from it. Like obviously, there's parts of it that were kind of stiff, and I didn't I didn't understand them necessarily. But uh, but uh, but I think my biggest issue is kind of we've walked away from this movie with no mm. no consequences, no character changes, nothing. The biggest thing you could say is that yeah. Cassie Cassie's kind of an element of this world now. But like kind of they introduce new characters in every bloody movie. Um, like um, uh, new characters aren't necessarily indicative of, uh, 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 like you know, a kind of a, a, an insight as to where these things are going to go, or or you know, kind of like a glimpse of the future. You know what I mean? Uh, it's like kind of they throw new characters in constantly. Like, are we going to see? My problem with with kind of what you've pointed out there is we're less likely to get the great stuff if they keep making more of this because they're 100%. not building towards the great stuff and audiences won't show yeah. up 100 percent. i thought those future stuff so it'll it'll run out if it quality control yeah oh dude dude i you know? agree yeah. entirely yeah. and that that's what that's why people like, like that's why us fucking pedants get kind of frustrated is because they had a magic trick rolling they they were like the worst Marvel film was still a fine I, I, film. and just just go back and watch anything before ant-man that isn't batman and you know it's so easy to forget how good we've had it oh. for you know the, the, the fact that there's a modok in this is is wild yeah well, or as even if you look at if you look at some previous superhero stuff before the comic book movie boom uh and it's just like we also had a lot of shit so you know what i mean like it kind yeah, of that, that's what i mean yeah. like it's it's, it's <laughs> absolute fucking garbage yeah. you know um no my, my, my biggest kind of thing with this is that it's it's a wasted opportunity like the you could have made an entire film about Janet and Kang, you know, yeah. that could have been the whole middle of a film or an entire film. But this, I, you know, I, but see, it, yeah. it, everything in it deserved more time. Um, I, I like, I think Loveness wrote a lot of cool stuff in there. Um, I was kind of there, there was stuff I was watching. I was like, if this was a twenty-minute episode of Rick and Morty or something, it'd be a standout because there's so many mm, cool fun, cool ideas in there. 
if it was a 20 minute episode of a cartoon yeah. and you'd, you'd watch it thinking, Oh God, I would love to see this scaled up as a film. And then when they do, they rush through too much. Nothing's given a kind yeah. of appropriate amount of weight or by the time Hank shows up with the ants at the end, like, was there a subplot over here where he met them? And well, clearly, like, <laughs> They're, they're like it just he just pops out of nowhere and it's like we don't get like we know it's coming because we have this yeah we, they allude to it enough but it's like but <sighs> I was just gonna say anyway, uh, look, look I enjoyed the movie it's just I just if if in terms of like uh, character arcs and development there's not a lot there's there's very little yep. in there uh, apparently the Paul Rudd at Man book is uh, is out there you can read the whole thing or listen to the whole thing or something. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was going to say, those post-credit scenes, again, though, did nothing to serve anything. Like, you know, tons of Kang. It's okay, no consequences. Kang's not dead. Uh, but it didn't, like, even that didn't look didn't. great. That, again, looked like a guy on a, like, a meter-by-a-meter box doing something next to a guy on a meter-by-a-meter box. And they'd, like, like, a, maybe I'm, I've got to allow for the fact that I do edit shit, but, like, it looks like... A whole bunch of mashed together. It, 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 it looks feel... like a cheap effect in a music video from 15 years ago. Yeah, but uh, yes, yeah, like get a whole load of body doubles yeah, standing in. Put a camera in up close. But even, but even like yeah. saying all that, saying all that, like I'm not, like, I don't want to get bogged down in those kind of criticisms, you know, because we, you could be here forever. No, my point about the two post credit post credit scenes is not the fact that like they look poor or whatever. It's the fact that like kind of you essentially just got two post credit scenes that feature more Kangs. It's like what's the point of that? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like one. One yeah. hits. Whoa! There's other Kangs and blah blah. And also, like, look, I like Kang. I I like Kang. Uh, the Conqueror when I was younger in the early kind of early, I'd say late late nineties, early two thousands. There was some great Kang stuff in the Avengers. Kang and Ultron were the characters that put me put off you off. Oh, geez, kind of. I love Kang back in the day. But anyways, all I would say. Kang, Kang and Ultron just always come back. But uh, all, yeah, it was fair. Uh, but this, yeah, but I mean everybody. But the, yeah, this is comics. Yeah, for everybody sure. in comics. Always. Yeah, I know, I but know. Is, but like, but, uh, like, but this is just like kind of like when I was younger, and obviously, uh, you know, not as critical and all that kind of stuff. I love this stuff, and I do, I do like Kang for sure. But my point is, uh, what was my point? Uh, like, kind of yeah, showing us, showing us like a bunch of Kangs. Okay, fine, you know. But then, like, what's the point? Of we showing we us? still don't know what's coming next. Yeah, what's the point you of showing know? us Loki? We still don't know how it's going to play out. Like that, yeah. that Loki and. Um, uh, Owen Wilson scene where they see Kang in in Timely Village, wherever it was, would have been better. So here's a question, then, right? Like, okay, Kang's our big bad, but like, what what do we get from anyone fighting Kang that we didn't get from Ant Man fighting Kang? Like, there's no well, we see. I guess, I guess we we don't have the mechanic yet that like you know the infinity stones that will give him power to blank up like what is that's like you could do an entire film on kang he, he, he's a person who somewhere down the line in almost every version of reality discovers mm. time travel and discovers mm, alternate yeah. realities and he feels burdened by correcting it you know every version of him throughout multiple realities is yeah. burdened by what they've discovered and what they know is coming and feels that they're the only person to correct it but Even is also up that, against like, oh god that is rick and morty they really did just lift a lot of can 
Yeah, but but can like that's a great character, you know. You could make yeah. an entire film about that guy. In fact, that I think that's how they should have approached it. That he's not he's not a villain. First of all, he's yeah. he's a future version of whether it's Tony Stark or Reed Richards or something. He's someone in the future. Well, he's supposed to be related to Richards, isn't he? He's a descendant. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, you know, time to a hero, have him be a hero, and then show us how. Yeah, in in, in you know in his in his in his mind. Yeah, he. Mm-hmm. Uh, all I hope is would lend so much more weight to 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 kind of what's coming. Like he he's shown up now in Loki, and this, and we still don't really know what Kang Dynasty is kind of working towards. Yeah, yeah. I have heard that. Shang-Chi's bracelets and Kamala Khan's bracelets are artifacts or relics from the multiversal war and that's where they're from okay that, 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 that could and very that, much be the case. and that's yeah and that Kang is going to show up probably in the wreckage of time the Shang-Chi sequel before. is that called the wreckage of time yeah, I think so yeah have they announced that properly? Um, I don't it was leaked. I can't remember if they actually I announced it. But yeah, it's Shang-Chi and the Wreckage of Time, I think it's called. Or it's a work, or a title cool. for it. Good title. Yeah, it's a good title. Um, I'm, I'm intrigued. Yeah, um, just wasted opportunity. Majors is great. He's he's just very interesting to watch. He is. He was He was brilliant, you know. And like, like I said, there's, there's stuff I liked about the movie. I kind of have no interest in Creed 3. Uh, except he's in it so I'll probably I. if I do see it I don't know if I will but if I do it'll be because of majors yeah I try to like I didn't watch Creed 2 I think I just burnt out on Rocky mm. films do you know what I mean like I, I watched I'm kind of interested in this though because uh, Michael B. Jordan is directing this one so that's that's kind of interesting too see what kind of chops but it kind of just feels like a, a torch pass of a franchise you know sure. and it's like oh yeah. I, man i followed this guy's career for i don't know i, I got a i i didn't connect to adonis creed in the first movie i was still watching a rocky movie mm-hmm. you know yeah. what i mean so i need to like um i still need it and it, they, they even had that little narrative of like um because am i nuts or did stallone get best supporting actor nomination out of that film i remember and there was a minute where people were like Oh, he's going to win an Oscar for a Rocky movie, and he didn't. But like, there was a little bit of like, this could be Stallone's year, in a weird way. Um, but that's all just, you know, awards I chatter. Know. Yeah, we love it. Mm, no, no. Um. Anyway, look, that's Ant Man. We had fun with it. What's Didn't the next film? Like Is Loki coming out soon? The Guardians of the Galaxy. Is that next year? Yeah, I think so. We were supposed to get the Marvels in summer, but that's been pushed to November. Right. So, um, did you watch that trailer for the Tetris movie? Trailers are dead. Oh, I, like I don't trailers. watch trailers anymore. I did. Yeah. Uh, who was? I did watch that for some reason. Yeah. It's Taron Egerton. Yes. 
the guy trying to buy the rights to or get the rights to Tetris to put into the Game Boy or goes to Russia. Looks fun. Mm. Yes, I do remember. Oh, I, did, I did watch the, I did watch the trailer. It did look good, yeah. So, like, I don't know. Like, I like a, a well-edited trailer and then they used the final countdown. It was good fun. Um, I'm going to be it's going to be interesting to see how they get that car chase into the movie about buying Tetris. Yeah. But, um, why not? Yeah. I don't know. I um, um, or, uh, Sisu. Was that the name of the other trader? Sisu? No. Mm-hmm. Is that, um, do you know anything about that, Brian? Or like, cause it says from the view of the project John Wick, but it's like, is it a Finnish movie? And they've like, brought it over or what what is it I'm not actually sure I think I remember reading a little bit about it but more so that just who was involved and what it was about not not so much about the production I imagine it's a joint production yeah um directed by Jalmari Helander uh distributed by Nordisk Film did I've heard a rumour it looks very nice. It's got a very like um, spaghetti western vibe on the like sort of desolate expanse of like very very I don't know rural or mountainous Finland, chasing Nazis around the fucking mountains. It looks fun. What's it called? S I S U. I S U. Put the trailer. It's because he didn't put it in the appropriate group chat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he couldn't watch it. He put it in the wrong group chat. Yeah, you're right. It wasn't in the podcast chat. So, yeah, um, that's a demerit. I just, you know, I I can't consume uh, verbal warning all the content uh, out there in the world. But uh, he said he said this last week. He can't consume. He's got a he's got a you know line somewhere. And uh, that's come to group chats. You know, if you're not posting in the relevant group chats, I can't watch. He just can't. He's, he's got a curated consumption of content. But you're lucky, Aiden, because you know? I did actually click into this and I did watch it. So you're lucky this time. You're lucky. Next time. Dude, you're lucky. You're not so lucky. My God. Uh, I feel like I also, it'll be a written warning next time. I also started watching. The, it'll be posted yeah. to the appropriate group chat as well. Yeah, but make sure. Exactly, Brian, you're yeah. right. Actually, it'll be in both of them. So yeah, it just sounds hammered home. But yeah. uh, I did watch. Uh, we have a ghost, or whatever it's called. I watched some of it. It's it's not good. It doesn't look good. It's like if ET was a ghost, but all the kids and everybody in it are so annoying. It's pure kid movie bollocks, right? Is it aimed at like it looks like it's aimed at the like. I don't know, the Haunted Mansion with Eddie Murphy movie. kind of. Hey, you know what's funny about good movies? They really do depend on how old you are you when you watch them because a lot of them are dog shit. And you just I'm not nostalgic about that them. movie. It's just a good movie. Get over yourself. I was, I was talking to two people yesterday that were like, I watched them have a little like moment over what a great rom-com no strings attached to and friends with benefits are. You know, the Ashton Kutcher, Mila Kunis, same movies. And they were like, oh, they're amazing. And it's like, okay, you both were 12. Like, like Batman. <laughs> 1989 mm-hmm. yeah. or? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, you're not wrong. I'm not oblivious. I'm, I'm mature enough to go. I look at that now and I'm like, I can see where it's ropey. Um, boring even. But it's also the best. <laughs> it's kind of boring. My God. It's kind of boring. 
Yeah. I mean, it's super boring. <laughs> Who's your favorite Batman villain? I just figured out that this person talking about just friends. No, maybe it's just, oh, it's just friends. I like just friends. friends. That's a good movie. Friends with Benefits, 2011. Okay, that's a little later. Just Friends is good. That's probably 2005, yeah. 2006. And uh, I, I watched that and I liked it. I watched it even like one of the Christmases ago and I liked it. Yes. It, that was 2005, yeah. I was having a moment there because I was just like, holy crap, this person was 19. Could be, so I think she was be barely born. Scene, but but it, was a fun, it was fun at the time and I watched it recently and I thought it was silly and fun. Um, hmm. Not what's not sitting in fun is we have a ghost that's terrible. Yes, and a generation of people are going to cite it as their favorite film because it's just no. a fucking fun. Like, like is it anything like Casper? No, like see, mind, I think Casper the issue movie? with this is it's like we've all seen movies like this a hundred times, whether it's a whale, a ghost, an extraterrestrial, or some sort of creature whale. slash dog or whatever, um, or a sea lion, um, but. Uh, we we uh, listen. Whale. We, you let him I talk. Never get to fucking talk in this. I'm just sorry. Constantly, I forget. Like, never. Yeah. Never. Hundred episodes of this. Hundred episodes of this, Brian. I don't know how you put up with here. Everybody, listen back to it. All ninety nine of the other episodes. You, I never talk. Never says a word. <laughs> never oh, say wow. a word. Um, no one called me out on that. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but do go back and listen to all 99 other episodes. But um, uh, Please do listen and send your corrections yeah, to... They're relevant. Fill in the <laughs> email address. Fill in the email address here. Yeah. Uh, we would love to hear from... from the yeah, just, just correct correct Kevin's. Kevin's Correction Corner. Yes, Kevin's Correction Corner. Big Kev's <laughs> Correction. KKK. <Kevin. K>, <laughs> that happened once to me. Um, but uh, we won't tell that story. Uh, I probably should another It's time. a great story. I'll tell it another time. Um, you know heard that, that one? Oh, you got to tell it now. You got to tell it now. Well, I was at it. Tell it now. I was, I was, we were just, you know, I was in my prime. I was a young man. Um, I was at a house party and I was chatting to this uh Super, super intelligent. She was a doctor. I says was because I, I this is in the past. She may well still be a doctor. Uh, we were having good chats, and uh, like I guess for the story's purposes, this woman is black. This bit is important. Yes, she's black. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, actually, should I just say she's African? No, okay. say she's I don't know. She was African, but if, she, if okay, yeah. <laughs> but um, but uh, I'd actually caught out twice, nearly, nearly caught out a second time. But uh, anyways, I was. The more you make a thing of this, the yeah. more awkward it becomes. Uh, I thought this house party, and I channeled this girl, and we were getting on very well. And she asked me where did I work, and I said Dublin Inc. And she said Dublin Inc. And I was like, yeah, Dublin Inc. And she said I N C, and I said no, I N K. And she said C, and I said no, I N I K K K. It was a house party, and I realized. Jesus, was there oh, a record scratch of silence at the time? Uh, I literally, literally just stopped and looked at him and was like, I understand if you don't want to talk to me anymore. And she she uh, she didn't. That was her <laughs> that was her out. That was her out. Well, I wouldn't I wouldn't blame her. And then I was at another place before and a, little, a young lady was talking to me. And she was from Sweden. I was like, okay, you're from Sweden and blah, blah, blah. And we were talking about whatever. And then she was just like, uh, I, I, she said something about like, oh, I know I don't look like uh, many people from Sweden. And I was just like, well, that's neither here nor there. And she asked me, she asked me what my name was. And I said, Kevin. And she said, Levin. And I said, I'm not falling for that again. <laughs> she had no idea what I was talking about, but I was terrified to go down that route. <laughs> what the fuck is this? Yeah. 
Yeah. That was a callback, but she that, missed that, that episode. It was, it was a callback, <laughs> but she wasn't yeah, there. Yeah. yeah, like, oh, you all catch me. And Norby was with me, and he burst out laughing because he loves that story. But uh, but he was with me when that happened. It was just like, oh, I'm not going to fall for that again. Fool yes, me once. But also, you shouldn't ask people, oh, do I look like I'm Swedish? You know, it's just like, I don't know what Swedish people look like. They're all, you're all the same. People for people. People. We're all unique. Well, no, you know what I mean? Like, like what's, who, what does an Irish person look like, you know? You go down that route, it's all just stereotypes. But, um, but yeah, a shout out to those two people. I hope they're doing well in life. Um, yeah. I don't know who they were. I only met them all of five seconds those times, but uh, enough to scare me. Or maybe scare them. God bless them. I'm sorry. So what what were we talking about? Kevin's correction corner. Oh yeah, yeah, because I was. Oh yeah, we're can't get about, a word in. Yeah, yeah, because I talk about whales and sea lions and whales. stuff and things. You see, oh, in this whale. movie, it's just like the guy, the main character, Kevin, finds a ghost uh, in his attic, and then kind of, but he's also becoming friends with the next door neighbor girl, and it's like kind of like in you know most of these movies, the friends. The, or the kid, the, the new kid in the town becomes friends with the, finds a ghost, then becomes friends with neighbors, introduce the ghost to the neighbor, they, uh, hijinks ensue, then when the parents get involved, problems happen, but then when the government agents get involved, the parents are protecting their kids, while the kids are protecting the ghost. That's how these things go. This movie does not do that. Government yes, agents? Yes, so government agents in this movie. Wow. A ghost division hunting down the ghost. Ah, I see. Okay, so the Ghostbusters job. Uh, well, it it was like it was a ghost division called Wizard Clip or something they called it, and uh, it was. Uh, were they like ice yes, for ghosts? They were disassembled years ago because the government people found out they were wasting money on this shit. Uh, but then it transpired that ghosts are real and the ghosts die are real, and it's a uh, it's uh, you know it was an appropriate government program. But uh, yeah, terrible movie. Don't watch it, and I'm sorry. <laughs> I saw, I watched um, some of his, like, you know, like, he does, is it Architectural Digest it, or yes, something? He's done so a few funny, times yeah. where he's, uh, um, but the the one in his, like, apartment from a few years back, he, he had a, a poster on his wall of Masters of the Universe with Frank Langella as Skeletor mm-hmm. in it. And he's just looking at it going, you know, every time I think about what a fantastic actor making a genre film covered in latex, I look at this and it reassures me. Especially when it wasn't really well received. Oh, hilarious! You know, so it's his little like, it's his little like Hellboy consolation. Yes, yeah. Did we uh, did we discuss they're making a new Hellboy? They're making a new Hellboy. They are, yeah. There's um, also, and there were, no, I, I, they again they were already talking about it as if it's a series of things, like a franchise. Um, but it's Neville Dean of Neville Dean and Taylor, isn't yes. that what we said? Mark Neville Dean. Uh, no, it's not. The, it's it's not Neville Dean. It's the other guy. It's Taylor. Oh, okay. Yes, Taylor, ta- Brian right. Taylor or something. His name is, is it? I remember. He's he's going to direct it, apparently. But it's like it's like that's not a good shout. Who the fuck? You know, look at the Ghostwriter movie he did. Maybe he's got better. Um, I mean, fool you once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. That's all I'm going to say. Also in the room and mill, Ghostwriter Christmas uh, Halloween special maybe. Okay. It didn't. I'd, I'd watch. Why that. are you slowing this pro- whole podcast down? Why can't you? No, be- you're just whipping through concepts pretty quickly. I was just trying to like cross back to like what has your man um, done since? Um, Don't want to linger because he he was gamer, Jonah Hex, 
He was involved well, in he Happy. He did Jonah Hex as well. That wasn't good. That no, wasn't good. so and he did Ghost Rider, and they're both not good. Mm. But people liked Happy, right? With Chris Maloney, Patton Oswalt. Oh yeah, Happy's good. Yeah, yeah. Season one was yeah, very so good. I, mean, I haven't watched season two. Maybe, maybe he's sort of course corrected once he went out on his own. Unlikely. Yeah, unlikely. This does look to be like his first feature since Hellboy should be four first twenty twenty five minute kind of animated specials like Love Death Robot quality. Mm. Hellboy should be. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, for sure. Because yeah. it was a, it was a book that always short had little a strong story short story game. Short little thing about a demon investigating some occult stuff. Getting his ass kicked and then Yeah, you know. Pulling it out of the Yeah, you have like you have like books now like Hellboy in Love, you have ones where it's like kid Hellboy. Like it's like it's like they have like, you know, really branched out with Hellboy. Like there's there's like now you go into comic book shops and there's like dark horror books where like, you know, it could be like Lady such and such and it'd be like uh, Hellboy Universe above it. You know what I mean? Like it's there's mm, there's the, mm. the universe has expanded immensely. So Brian Brian kind of saying it should be a love that a robot Hellboy thing, like yeah, that makes sense. I think it would, like would be perfect for it. Let the BPRD be the bigger superhero universe, and let Hellboy be this little odd area mm. of it. Well, the BPRD is all odd because that's they they keep they keep looking at all of that quantity of content and think there's something there like production wise you know what I mean that, that's why they keep going back to it there's a lot of stuff that people like there's a lot of universe there if they can approach it right if they can approach it right yeah you know it's not like I don't know I like the Del Toro movie I love the first one second one kind of lost me a little yeah. bit I kind of yeah. wish like I don't have a problem with you know younger audience stuff I just don't think that's really Del Toro's strength when it comes to that character you know it doesn't need to be like Nightmare Alley, but it needs to be more Pan's Labyrinth than than Men in Black. Yeah, you know, and that's what it was going for. It was going for like a supernatural Men in Black, which I could see working, but yeah. I don't think that was the best fit for Del Toro. I'd also like to see it be in like foreign language. You know, ooh, that's what it needs to be. It needs to be set in Romania or something. And yeah. Have very yeah. little. Yeah, it needs to be slightly dense. Yeah. and yeah, it needs to be occult. Like... It needs to be a bit esoteric. It needs to be it needs to be like you're kind of. Hey, you know it's a terrible movie that I feel fits into that. Is it a terrible movie? I don't know. I feel like everyone hated it, but I watched it a thousand times and really kind of liked it. Was the Ninth Gate with, with uh, Johnny Depp? I didn't watch. Yeah, that. Yeah, I just liked how you you never watched uh, I don't it. Think so. I have vague memories of it. I also, um, but I remember the, the the ad running on TV Tree for ages. But go on. I don't know if it's terrible. But me, you liked let it. Let me Rotten Tomatoes. But you also shit. loved. Johnny I liked Depp, it. Though, so yes, yeah. But I liked the like. <laughs> the man has a Johnny Depp of... fetish. He dressed as him once to feel closer to him. It gave him a sexual high. Oh, interesting. No, no kink shaming, Brian. I didn't shame him. Okay. Just explaining it. No, she didn't, to be fair. <laughs> I understood it. He also got a lot of women throwing themselves at him that night. But he, he kept and tripping his ankles. On his, he I kept tripping over. on his ankles. Uh, who, yeah. who... Uh, well, again, I have to get told that afterwards. Very into it, who, did you, who did you dress as? 
Jack Sparrow. Oh. It was 2003 and Pirates of the Caribbean had just And he made a great out. costume. And I was like, I was great like the costume. only person that had figured out how to make a Johnny Depp costume that year. It was great. Um, like looking at it now, it's a little yeah, it was great. wobbly, but like it was for its time. Yeah. And the ladies loved it. And I didn't know what to do with that, Brian. I didn't have a notion. Lady, still don't. Ladies still love don't. awkward. No hated. idea what to do with anything. No idea what to do with any of that. So, you know, I just went home. Anyway, the ninth gate has that sort of like people telling you myth, people telling you fact, people having different agendas, like what's true, what's not true. Is there magic? Is the devil really involved? You know, like I... Th- it's. I think it's a case of it's a movie I saw. When was it? Two thousand. You know, like I saw a long time ago. So if I was to watch it now, I'd be like, "Oh, this is actually dog shit." But I really liked it at the time, and it fell into that like. Can I ask? Kind of vibes. Um, yeah. I, 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 it's just a big fan of Polanski. I'm, you know, I'm wondering. I, I think he can do no wrong. Sorry, go on. I would like to pinpoint. I would like to identify um, the prevalence of us using dog shit uh, in this podcast. Because I love. Did we start doing that? I, time? I, I feel like I started doing it. I don't know recently or not, right. but uh, I know exactly why I like saying it. Okay. And I feel like I've maybe introduced it into the podcast. I, basically, I'm just saying I like that we refer to bad stuff as dog shit now, because it, it makes me laugh. Okay. Um, I don't know where you got it from. I think I like. Um, I think it just has a good ring to it, it does it's, it's the, the 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 hard g in the middle of it and then the yeah i i go on have you seen the meme of somebody breaking down the different types of shit translating no i'll see if i can find it here so i don't get it wrong um so dog shit is very poor quality bullshit is not true Horseshit is nonsense. <laughs> Apeshit is rambunctious, <laughs> and batshit is insane. And I like that we all know that without actually ever having to. Yeah, funny, we yeah. know dog shit is quality, bullshit is lies, horseshit is nonsense, apeshit is you know kind of yeah a bit wild, rambunctious, and batshit is yeah. insanity. Um, I believe I have started using it more. Possibly because there's a sketch in I Think You, you Should Leave. Acknowledge the where right. as he's running away, it's the one where he's in the hot dog costume and the car, the hot dog car crashes into the store and he's trying to convince everybody that it's not his car. But as he's leaving anyway, there's two security guards or cops and they're like, Okay, let's let's get him. And he he just runs off and he goes, Yeah, right, you're fucking dog shit. You piece of dog shit. And then the sketch ends. <laughs> But uh, every time I say it or type it, I kind of, that's the energy I have in mind. I'm like, you fucking piece of dog shit. That's how I mean it. Um, Check out the ninth gate. Tell me what you think. Um, Okay. Yeah. Only to tell you what I think. Otherwise, I, I wouldn't. I do remember hearing it's not great, though. I remember that much. Yeah, I'll watch it too. Okay, we can Let's come back that. and uh, we can 
decide whether or not my memory holds up. Um, but I, I guess we're watching it with the vein of like a a Hellboy narrative. Yeah, you know, yeah. When you're reading yeah. a comic and it just it just skips whole concepts or just takes whole things for granted and you just go along with it, you know, like there's something kind of like I don't know, there's something about being slightly disoriented and having to go along with it in the narrative as well that sort of makes these things kind of feel kind of magical yeah. and 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 sort of adventure. You're kind of as confused and like there's a little bit of logic that you can draw onto it but you're never quite sure if you're right or if you're just putting shit on it, if that's what the author's intent was or if you're just trying to rationalize, which works for sort of supernatural stuff where you're like unsure what reality is. Uh, I watched, I started watching Poker Face this week. Um, Kind of in a response to like, I guess the Columbo that I've been watching as well. Um, we did talk about this a little bit. Like, it's from... Is Ryan Johnson... He's a producer. Yep. yep. Um, he created it specifically and, for Leon, apparently. And it's clearly, you know, off of the sort of the the Columbo meme around... Or the, the Columbo sort of consensus the world came to around Natasha <laughs> Leon. Um, and... I think it's a nice compromise because I think if they actually did what the internet was asking for and made a like Columbo's daughter narrative, it would be weighed down by people's yep. memory of Columbo or expectation of Columbo or whatever. So this this fits the format of the how do you catch him thing that we talked about before where Ryan Johnson sort of, I don't know if he coined it or just explained it on that, uh, I think it might have been Colbert interview where he was like there's a who done it there's a how done it and there's how'd you catch him and Columbo falls into this like how do you catch him into things where you spend a half an hour seeing a crime occur and then in comes our detective who has to figure it out uh what I like about this being so blatantly a spiritual Columbo successor kind of thing is you know the way it opens is such a throwback piece of filmmaking with the, the the font to begin with on screen like the the titles are this simple yellow font on screen that's like got a little bit of wobble to it floating over the shots and it's just it's just lifted straight from Colombo. it's like wearing its influence on its sleeve like that uh she's great the worlds are great it's doing that thing where it's got like nice big guest villains like um, who or murderers. Like hmm? who? Well, the first one's Adrian Brody. You know? Go on. Um, the, I like that uh, this has come up because one of our earliest podcasts does feature you trying to explain that mm-hmm. to us. Um, and now we know what that is. Now we know. Which is great. We've kind of come full circle. Episode, episode 100. 100. Um, um, the only thing I don't like about the show, and it's done a good thing where it's created a, a like, there's a series arc. You know, she's she's not a detective. She's somebody who can work shit out. And that kind of puts her on the wrong end of somebody. So it's got a little bit of a, like a fugitive end of things. So she's kind of on the run 
So it's got like an Incredible Hulk thing. Uh-huh. It's like passing through town to town. Um, the only thing I don't like about it is she's not intuitive. She's not uh, like a good detective like Columbo was like in, in a very vague way. She has an almost supernatural ability to determine whether or not someone is lying. Right. You cannot fool this person. If you tell her a lie, she knows it's a lie. And it's like, I don't think it needed to be that. Oh, yeah. she actually has powers. Well, you see, it's not framed as powers. But it's it is, essentially. Like when you, what, It's essentially superpower. And it's it's like, you have to buy that conceit. Which is kind of less the, realistic. Like, the, the mentalist than, conceit. or you know, A mind palace. Because like, that's based in an actual technique people use, you know? It's just the presentation yeah. of it is a bit kind of silly or flashy. But, so, you know, having an actual bullshit detector inbuilt is, yeah, it, it's a superpower. And she literally does yeah. that at points where somebody says something and she goes, bullshit, you know? And it's like... Um, Especially as well, because like, the, the conceit goes beyond that. It's not just, uh, I can tell when people are bullshitting and it's not a superpower. It's also the fact that obviously people around to go, oh, no, no, she does, you know? So like people... People within the episode believe yeah. it too. So, like, if somebody tells a lie and she says bullshit, the person could, in a real world situation, they'd be like, "That that means nothing." Just because she says bullshit after I say a thing doesn't make it true. But now in the show, we're kind of expected to believe a thing twice. One, she can do it, and two, everybody else or somebody important enough in the scene also believes it or accepts that she has this ability. Yeah. And it it stretches. Yeah. Then you're kind of stretches reality just a bit thin. Uh, like the so yeah there's there's a scene in the second episode where you know the murder happens over uh, a winning lottery ticket you know and somebody who knows the deceased goes oh yeah he played the lottery every day and he never won but the person who murdered her says yeah he played the lottery every day and he never won and he goes interesting okay because I believe you when you told me that but he was lying you know and it's like it's just I just wish it wasn't a superpower, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? Like, e- even when we talk about the, like, the like the gaps in our understanding of the narrative that make something kind of intriguing in the case of The Ninth Gate or Hellboy, watching as much Columbo as I'm watching now, it's like, it's like the prestige. It's like this man takes off a smoking jacket, puts down his pipe and monocle, and puts on this costume to go out into the world. Because... There's been a number of episodes where it gets to the end of it and his, his kind of the mask drops and he's like, no, I've got you. I've got you now. You've fallen into my plan. Or, or somebody, at some at some point, somebody goes, you're a devious son of a bitch, Columbo. And he goes, that's what people tell me. And it's like, whoa, okay, there's a whole other side where the affable Columbo it's almost a bit like is getting called out. Benoit Blanc that we're seeing in the kind of two films so far that, you know, it's kind of implied yeah. now. Maybe not so much in the first film, but in, you know, it's kind of implied in the second one that he puts on this kind of character to kind of disarm people. Yeah, I'll give him the old Southern mm. charm. Yeah, and like that's that's interesting to think of. Columbo has this whole other sort of I don't know. He's Fraser Crane at home. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's what's so kind of funny. You know, it's like it's such a fucking act. Um, Poker Face is fun. I'm glad that it exists. I'm enjoying it. I think they should lean a little further and further away from this superpower conceit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just like let her be. Like, Columbo is ludicrously 
you know, why is he obsessing over the way the grass lays? You know, usually the first time you see him outside the crime scene, he's like looking at the grass and the blades of grass are all pointing left rather than right. And no one else has noticed that. And he knows exactly who did it from the get go. Um, People think he's not swanning around or, but it, yeah, anyway, look. And that, that's, that's the thing, you know, you could, from yeah, you could just make it this sort of like preternatural kind of thing, you know, and it doesn't mm-hmm. like, kind of like in Hannibal TV show. He's got this mm-hmm. just intensely kind of keen sense of smell. But it makes sense as well for mm-hmm. his character because he's, you know, he's he eats people <laughs> and he's a predator. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, again, the you, we meet her and it's she's working in a casino and the guy who owns the casino has like allowed her to work. But he's blackballed her in every poker game across America because that's when he met her it was like she just keeps winning she just keeps winning she just keeps winning and they couldn't figure out how they were cheating and they just came to the conclusion that she can just read people really well and it's like you could have said something like that yep you know rather than just going she's a human lie detector yeah yeah e- even fucking Tim Roth's lie to me tried to yeah, explain micro expressions like micro, yeah. micro expressions at least there's there's some sort of attribution of science and skill as opposed to like ah it's just something i got like okay it's my thing it's like no i watch just i'm 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 moving on (laughs) yeah i got it i'm just looking at the time i'm looking at the time that's all no you're right uh i watched fleischman is in trouble okay i have seen the uh the key art for that just came out on disney plus this week i think um, right. I think it's eight episodes. It's based on a book. I watched it maybe two, three days, I think. Um, it's quite good. I haven't I'm heard impressed. anything about this, Brian. What's it about? It is... Live action? Cartoon? It's live action. It's a TV show based on a book. Um, bu- 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 I'm kind of thinking how much is in tended to be you know a kind of a surprise reveal or how much is not basically when it starts it's about mm. I've forgotten the character's first name Jesse Eisenberg plays Dr. Fleischman and he is newly divorced and he uh, he works in a hospital he's got a good job he's got a young kind of cool team of doctor's working under him he's kind of liver specialist and he's recently divorced and his you know his colleagues have just introduced him to dating apps so like the first episode is kind of a slightly longer episode he is just living it up in new york because he is a newly single doctor and he's having the time of his life um Mm. he's two kids kind of shit i don't want to watch (laughs) (laughs) he's got two kids uh but then just just at the very end of the episode his wife his ex-wife doesn't show up to pick up his kids so now very suddenly his his kind of cool fun bachelor life is disrupted um right he's got to like try and figure out how he's going to manage looking after his kids and his job and all of that it's narrated by uh he he reconnects with two college friends because his wife didn't like them uh one is played by lizzie kaplan and the other is played by Adam Brody. 
And the show is narrated then by Lizzie Kaplan. And it kind of explores basically like how the marriage broke down, how that came about. Because his wife is kind of reviled by everybody in it. Um, Mm. But then slowly the attention kind of focuses on Lizzie Kaplan and her marriage and her family and different things. And then towards the end, it it kind of swings back around to his wife, his ex-wife and what she's been up to. And you just kind of start to see the dissolution of the relationship from different perspectives by the yeah, by the time it's over. And it's it was really good. It's really, really good. Um kind of quietly devastating just towards the end, but hopeful oh. also. I don't want to be quietly devastated. Um no, it's good. Um, it's quite good. good. Yeah. It's good. It's um okay. everybody in it is is great. Um yeah, I quite liked it. So do check cool. that out. I would indeed. I'm on season three of Barry. I think I'm on episode two. Uh, it's a wild show. It's absolutely Are you having more fun crazy. with it? I'm definitely having more fun with it. Like, I like it, but it, the characters are horrible. Yeah. like yeah. It's like, it's sometimes it's like, do I hit, do I dislike Barry more or do, the, do, do I dislike Sally more? Uh, Fuchs is a piece of shit and poor old Mr. Uh, Casano Henry Winkler Casano yeah 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 Harry Winkler Harry Winkler Harry Winkler Um, Harry Winkle but uh, oh no I'll never be able to meet him but uh, yeah like uh, Barry's good it is good Uh, kind of want to get through not that I want to get through it it's just like you know we've been watching a lot of it and it's really enjoyable Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong but uh Yes, close to the end of it, and I want to finish it and move on, but I am looking forward to season four. Um, I'm amazed with how much story they can fit into an episode of it, though. It's mental. It's crazy. Mental. Those episodes feel so long, and they're only like half an hour long. It's But but also, like, they don't outstay their welcome. They feel long in the sense that so much happens, but without it being rushed or... Yeah, 100%. It's it's crazy. Um, No, Hank is superb. Who? <laughs> no, Ho Hank. No. Oh, he's the best. He's 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 he so good in it. Best. I love all that stuff. <laughs> when he's working it, it's a Lululemon. And he's like, Barry, it's me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. He's got the wig on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so good. It is excellent. Right. But but I like how things are constantly getting like messed up, and then kind of like they work mm. themselves out, and it's like Barry, Barry's off the hook again, and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. Oh my god. In in any other show, that'd feel like they're writing themselves into a corner, and they would take three or four episodes to resolve it. Yeah. Whereas Breaking in this, Bad it's just like it flips. Yeah. Yeah. Breaking yeah. Bad and Dexter were fuckers for it. Uh, I yeah. know, like I know a good few of my friends and stuff kind of begrudge me for not liking Breaking Bad, but I just it was only okay. Breaking it's Bad so, to so me overrated. Yeah, was only it okay, man. It is so dated when I look at it now. I just can't. And there's shows that I watch. There's some terrible like, performances in it as well. Yeah, like, man. Some of the acting great. in it is is weak. Dexter used to drive me nuts for like painting themselves into a corner all the way up until episode nine <sighs> out of ten, and then the first five minutes of episode ten would resolve it through fucking yeah. magic. Well, and I was like, well, this doesn't fucking... I just remember there was an episode... That is very I remember unsatisfying. Episode where I think he was in the basement of a church or something, and it really looked like, oh, my That episode God. made no sense. No, man. Because it, it, no. it's a... What, it's a guy with fucking multiple personalities. And yeah, it's, a, it's a Julius it, Stiles... And what's the guy from Hackers? 
Is it him? I, I, uh, I remember Johnny a different Miller. part. There's, there's another part in the church with... Um, but, but I was just saying, that's the season. Edward James what? Olmos. No, I thought it was only Edward Hanks. James Olmos and Colin yeah. Hanks. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Colin Hanks, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and he's actually... Yeah, it, that... If you go back and watch that, it makes no sense because one of the characters doesn't exist, you know? Yeah. Um, There's the, the stuff that happens in that episode that isn't possible because one of the people in the scene isn't real. Yeah. It's in somebody's well, head. I don't, it's just... I don't even remember that, it's but bullshit. I do remember at one point just watching it and just like, yeah, him being in some sort of like basement of somewhere, and Probably then like, and, yeah. yeah, and then ending like that, and then just goes out the back door, and it's just yeah. like, what the fuck? It's like, you know? oh no, he's trapped, and <laughs> he literally just goes out a window or like yeah, a back door. door. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. stupid, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's why I do really, I that, and that's why Barry's a fucking great show. It's done yeah. with like a concise effort to kind of make it, story it's some move. of the best writing. It's yeah. some of the best writing yeah. that. I've yeah. seen in TV in in years. Yeah, but it's awful. It's 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 so it's awful when. Uh, oh God, the show is awful. It's really bad. <laughs> but it's see, awful. I, when, I, like, I know for someone like you, when you know, you're just you're just a nice person. So like, you want to root for people. I know, but I but know. You're, you're you're not you're not supposed to you're not supposed to be rooting for him or Sam. Yeah, that's such a good point to just, make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I do struggle with it to be honest. But uh, it's yeah. like uh, when uh, when he lashes out at Sally. Uh, that's brutal. And then, yeah, and then Sally's trying to do the, the spaghetti, and she's trying to do like. I, uh, but you're happy. You're happy, aren't you? You're like you love me and all that kind of stuff, you know. And then fucking Barry's just like, I get your role in this thing. I get your I got your role in it, Mister Cusano. Aren't you happy with me? And he's like, I know you never have to leave me again. And he and then he's like, and I love you, Mister Cusano. And then he's just like, yeah. And he's like, say it back. And he's like, I love you. And he's like, say it, say it again. And he's like, I love you. And it's just like, oh, these are these are horrible, broken people. <laughs> and like, they're in cycles of abuse. They are abusers. Like they're like like because Sally is not an angel by any means my god no, what she did no. to barry on stage was horrendous you know uh and 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 loads of different things like that uh but uh but they're all awful people and they're all broken <laughs> hurt insecure people uh poor old henry winkler henry winkler? um henry winkler yeah yeah henry yeah, winkler I'm, yeah. not henry winkler <laughs> harry winkler but um yeah god bless him mm-hmm. How did he end up in them? But it's funny though how he's meant to be an asshole. He, he was horrible too. Yeah, like he, yeah, yeah, for, yeah. for decades. You know, yes, like yeah, yeah. A nasty piece of work. Yeah, but it's, I just love uh, it when like they, one of the most likable characters in it that you actually kind of are rooting for is a Chechen mob boss, you know, <laughs> or like mob head. So funny. And like he he's 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 very likable because you know violence is so natural to him he's not disturbed by it so mm, in, in yeah. a lot of ways he he's equally evil oh he's yeah, just not he's he, he's just not consumed by it doesn't eat him up in the same way because he's lived it long it's not eating yeah. him up yeah it's not destroying yeah, he's living him living his nice life with his partner yeah. and you know obviously just sometimes you have to do some shit i, I love <laughs> that scene it's it's probably the standout scene from the series you know when it's all finished where he's like he asks him in the car he's like am i evil and he's like Barry, of course you are. Do I not tell you that enough? That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a great show. It is. Brilliant. It is the, no, no, Mag is brilliant. So, so good. Um, and Fuchs. Fuchs is hilarious, but also awful person. Oh, Steve Root. I know. Steve Root underrated. such a fucking... I know, I know him he's, I know he's Richard not, I don't know that he's underrated, but he's just two actors who powerful. can do anything. Who they, is that, They Brian? can be Richard, Richard Kind. Kind. I love Richard Kind. How did he come up? Is he in season four? No, no, it's just it, they, they very often play like kind of loser, yeah. schlubby, Stops. kind of 
like oh, yes. too nice, yeah. but just just like kind of mewling weak people. But they can also play mm. just like this do not status. fuck with them. You know, they will yeah. fucking squash you kind of psychos as well. They're yeah. they're they're both so good at playing they can turn on cold dead yeah. eyes. Like I know Steve Root from like King of the Hill and like Cohen Brothers movies in the nineties and stuff. An office space for sure. But he again he was the millionaire who owned the radio station in um news radio, you know, like eight seasons of that sitcom, yeah. you know, he was the guy that everyone was afraid of, who just swan in a suit and buy and sell mm-hmm. people, you know? He had a little bit of that sort of southern charm type of thing to him. And he's like, Listen, buddy, I don't have time to waste on this. I've got airplanes to buy. You know, like he just yeah, yeah. would just swan in and like people were people knew that their lives didn't matter to this guy. He could buy and sell them and replace them in a heartbeat, you know? And it was fun like it was played funny, you know, but um yeah, that's where I saw Steve Root sort of before I knew who Steve Root was. I just you know? saw my first memory of him is uh Office Space, which I'm sure is probably for most people, I'd imagine. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he's yeah. great. Uh, I think then he was in. Uh, obviously, he's been in, in a splatterings of things over the years. He's he's a very accomplished and he's a great actor. But I bel- I remember he was in. I think he was kind of scary in or creepy. Anyways, in um, well, he felt sorry for. I can't remember. Uh, True Blood. I think it was in True Blood. Uh, and he was, yeah, he was the he was a vampire yeah. in the basement. And, he was yeah, someone was holding him hostage. Yes, if I yeah. remember. Season yeah. one, like. But that was him, I think, starting to kind of, I don't know, I was about to say starting to branch out a bit, but like, again, King of the Hill, he was, he was the neighbor, he was Bill, wasn't he? I think that was the character's name. Dang it, Bill. Like, he was the dope who kept fucking stuff up. Yeah, oh, pretty, pretty sure, yeah. No way. Oh, yeah. that's amazing. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, because he's worked with Mike Judge. That, so. Yeah, yeah, that's the Mike Judge office yeah. space connection. Um. um but yeah, more Steve Root, please. Yeah, well, uh, I just remember him as like the blind guy who like recorded the Soggy Bottom Boys and Cone in uh, Oh Brother Where Art There. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ach, ach, I he does be quite a good in the things he's in. Um, I watched Triangle of Sadness. Have Have you seen oh, or yeah. heard of this movie? I have heard of it. I I've been meaning to see it, but I haven't got around to it yet. It's good. Tell it's good. Yes, I really liked it. Uh, Emer really, really liked it. It's it is very good. Um, it's a weird movie though. It's it's kind of like a like the trailer is great. Yes, the yeah, trailer the when I good. when I saw the trailer, it had people cracking up in the cinema. The whole Balenciaga H H&M and M thing. It's very mm. funny. Yes, it is very and like there is moments of it that are very oh, good. Yes, yes, but uh, it's a dark comedy scene. to a degree as well. Though I don't know what <laughs> yeah. it actually if what 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 its genre is, but it is very dark in a lot of places. But it's yeah. good. It kind of it really turns it on its head in terms of like you know the patriarchy, uh, capitalism, like you know it, it, it's it's all commentaries and all this stuff you know. But mm-hmm. terribly sad. One of the main characters, Yaya, is her name. Uh, she's mm-hmm. one of the she's an influenced couple in this movie and Yaya is one of the main characters and I can't think of her real name but I don't know anybody's real name in it uh, to be honest but uh, poor Yaya is 32 and had passed away in August oh wow yes she had uh, some health yeah, issues yeah I think I saw her on the BAFTA yeah that's brutal thing um, Charles B. Dean Charles B. Dean yeah yeah Bacterial sepsis. Yeah, she had. Oh. She had. I think a, an issue with her spleen or something as a as a, a, as a younger person. Um, but yeah, just really sad. 
It's sad. Yeah, it is sad. Uh, so God bless her, uh, or you know, whatever. Good vibes to them, you know, because uh, we're very good in this movie. Uh, it is a good movie. Um, it's one of those movies. So kind of to be honest, it's a hard one to talk about because there's a lot that goes on in it. There's a lot that goes on. The ending I thought was very good as well. Uh, and I, yeah, I liked. I basically it's kind of like you know. Disaster strikes, and it's almost like how power shifts, you know. Uh, bit Lord of the Flies, bit ish, mm. but it doesn't yes. hang. It yeah. doesn't hang on that too much. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's yeah. much more of a build up to like it's done in kind of three different acts, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I think it's done in three different acts. But uh, it is very good. Does it do a little chapter yes. headings? Yeah, yeah. I love when I love when yeah. films do that. Yes. I don't particularly, but it's. it's thing. I like. I remember yeah. it in Babe. Oh yeah, and its sequel, Babe Two. Babe Two. Ping in the city. Ping in the city. I never liked Babe Two. Ping in the city. So I, I haven't seen it. Let's stay on trying this time. Um, I um, because I haven't watched many of the 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 the, the fa- Fast and Furious movies. I haven't watched many of them. Okay. And I was thinking about doing a bit of a Fast and Furious marathon. I was just thinking about this. And Enjoy. It's funny, Aiden, that you said that because another buddy of mine texted me literally the bizarrest thing saying, hey, we should do a Fast and Furious marathon. And it's just like, I would I would love to do that. I was thinking of that. So maybe, Aiden, if we can do it before you skedaddle. But, uh, but uh, I think I've only seen, I've seen the first two. Mm-hmm. I've seen Tokyo Drift, I think. Not all of it, maybe. And I saw the one with Paul Walker. It's been a long time. Yeah, I don't think I could do my this. friend. It's a fun concept. I remember, um, again, oh, yeah, I forgot. Like, you don't I, like fun concepts. I was very serious. I was very, I was very serious when I said I sat down here this morning thinking I'm going to be more positive about the films we stuff we like because I was thinking about. Um, I, I was looking at trailers this morning and I saw the trailer for Fast 10 and how I didn't watch that and I was thinking about a podcast I really liked and I loved how positive they were about everything on it and they were like talking about how much they loved how ludicrous and fun the Fast and Furious movies but were and they wanted to do and they wanted to do a marathon before the next one came out and they bring their audience to it at the time and I don't think it ever happened those guys got like into different projects and the podcast ended ultimately but I was just thinking about the concept of a Fast and Furious movie marathon and I was, how much I loved that for those people but didn't really want to do that. I would be so bored after the first... I could definitely months. do it. I could definitely do it. I don't know could you I do it sober, I Kevin? Don't. You shut your fucking mouth, Brian. You shut your fucking mouth. I can do or most is, things Is it just sober. an excuse to eat snacks? I can do most things sober. Um... Is it just? It's more just. A, it was more like kind of like. Uh, I think it would be. Uh, I, I like, and then you know, probably a fun hang, a fun hang for sure. Uh, and I had been thinking about it, and then my buddy Mark had suggested it also. So it's just like two great minds mm. think alike. But uh, would you really be watching it, or would it just be on in the background while you just hang out and have snacks? A bit of both. There'd be a lot of laughing and commentaries made. I imagine, you know. Right. Yeah, I just don't think they actually hold. They up really don't. To a lot they of really attention don't. you know like they if you suck. put one on and watch one grand they but after a minute or two suck. uh yeah well I'm, i mean they're fun they're but not like you'd I've, I've seen them you'd get into just like i've seen some of them the car chases just become noise you know 
They're garbage. They yeah, are. Fair. They are. Say it with me. Dog, Dog shit. shit. Dog shit. Shit. I saw a TikTok of like the rock getting pulled over by the cops. Like a traffic stop. Did you see I that? read about it. Is it real? I, I, I can see it being real. But like it was only like 30 seconds of this thing. But he, it, there's a moment where he goes, well, I got guns in the car. And the cop steps back and goes, huh? And he goes, these guys. I'm like, other people would be shot. <laughs> but he's not other people. It was such an awkward exchange, yeah. Such an awkward moment. And you can kind of see him going, oh, no, I shouldn't have done that. You could see him kind of realize that was a little yeah, bit of a mistake. Like, that's okay, like, generally, but it, they, we have to like, take into consideration that, like, nowadays, anybody is fucking liable to do anything. And just because some really international superstar guy is in his car telling you, I've gone to the car, it's just like, you, you, you are likely to be going off the handle right now. I have no idea what you're experiencing. We all know the celebrities nowadays are crazy. So, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not a, as humorous as the poor old rock might think. Yeah, I, I, I look, I don't know if it was real or if it was staged. Either way, I feel that moment was in kind of bad taste. And it was it's almost like, like The Rock is a bad person joke. and not good and kind of terrible. Well, I'm not saying that. It, it's almost like he is, though. You know, it's almost like he sucks. Sometimes you're walking along and you trip up. It, it's all I'm almost saying. like he sucks. But if he sucks, what hope is there for me? No, there's never any hope for you. Were you in the impression you had hope? Oh, That's oh, your fault okay. now. That's you leave. That's leave, just you leading yourself on. Did either of you gents uh, partake in pancakes this Pancake no, Tuesday? No, I didn't get around to it. I have, I have, I got some pancake mix, which I guess I, I could mm. use now. I haven't had breakfast yet. I've just had a coffee. So that's what I'm going to do next. I'm going to go. That's exactly kind of what I'm getting to. I didn't get a chance yeah. to do it during the week, but I'm going to go and I'm going to make some I'm pancakes gonna do today and I'm going to have them for gym gents. I'm going to have it for a late breakfast lunch mm. slash lunch. For breakfast, and I ran out of protein lunch. powder, and don't want to buy five kilos of it before going away. And now I'm like, can I? I, got, I want to go somewhere local, just buy a batch, like buy a kilo, because that's all I'll need in the next month. Um, but I've also then not been eating, and when I'm not loading those shakes into me, I'm then getting cravings, and then I'm just eating garbage. Same. Yeah, I'm just finding I'm getting like mid morning hungries, and it's like because I'm not at a protein shake. Oh, same. I buy protein <laughs> shake. Yeah, I so mean. I've got it. Cool can of Pepsi. The soda. Cool can of Pepsi. That matters. You like Pepsi Cola, Kev, don't you? Pepsi Cola is better than Coca Cola. I think it's still. I think it's been a while since I've had the two side by side. So I'm not sure. Coca Cola tastes like water. Pepsi Cola tastes like cola. Interesting. Mm. Uh, if any, if anybody wants to do the uh, Coca Cola Pepsi test, uh, hit me up. Uh, don't actually. I mean, I might be kind of inclined to agree to the idea that, like, if you get a cola bottle, that sort of cola flavor that we think of as cola, the, cola, the Herbie cola flavor. kind I, of flavor. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think of that when I think of Coca Cola. Mm, no, Pepsi has more. I do you like a Curiosity Cola? Oof. Good. Yeah, like tell that. me about Fritz, that, Brian. Fritz like Cola. That. Fritz Cola. That's that good too. Is... Yeah, I do like. Ever had a Fritz curiosity. Cola? I had a Fritz, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fritz, Fritz is good. I think I've probably I I am I would say cola is one of my preferred flavors of things like I do cola is like, great yeah I do like yeah cola flavor cola. is yeah love cola yeah. flavor cola, cola flavored Mister Freezes cola candy I love cola it's just a good flavor and it's a great flavor but it's great but uh, if you're looking flavor, for a cola you know, if you're cola looking for great. your cola fix don't go to Coca Cola Pepsi what are your top five 
What are your top five favorite flavors? Uh, salted caramel co- co- cola. Salted caramel cola. Um, mm. uh, toffee. Uh, um, it's a good flavor. Probably vanilla. You can't go wrong with a, a subtle vanilla. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, throw it in the mix, mix things up, go crazy. Uh, pickles. I like a pickle. Yeah, I love a pickle. Mm. They're my favorite flavors. Never tell anybody that. Sorry, Brian, have you got five favorite flavors? Purple. 